Welcome to CTW and part two of Heru Am Anpu, Mercury and Salt Aflame. So the dog-faced ape is just relentless, is absolutely brutal in his application of reason, his is the quest for truth. And so is a noble questing beast, sacred unto Thoth. Um, I think of him as I think of the blindfolded initiate within the maze, and at the foot is the the uh, wide-eyed hare. Uh, this is the wandering, ever-searching, ever-pressing into the Logos, not realizing that the entranceway to the holy mountain is just right there at hand. It's just right there. Theirs is a problem of perception in being able to see it. So moving on now to Typhon, uh, the figure in the lower right point of the triangle. Um, we can psychologize, psychologize Typhon as the unconscious. Uh, Trithemius places the hexagram with the yod in the center here. The yod is uh, the seed of the creative power. It lay in the darkness of the earth. Uh, it is buried in the substrate of the garden of souls. Uh, this is the neutral medium which receiveth all and from which all cometh forth. <laughs> this is the ace of disc, the root of the power of earth. Here is the alchemist vitriol. Here is the place of the sacred cave and of Anubis, lord of Rosetawe conductor of souls, protector of the personality. Visit the interior of the earth and rectifying, you will find the hidden stone, Azov. These processes are governed by Saturn. This is the dark night of the soul. Uh, this is the putrefaction. This is the black work. Remember that when you're wondering which way to turn uh, the table of practice. The secret cavern within the earth is uh, the place which the magus can access at any time in the aspect of Hermanibus. So, here is the duality of the soul brought into equilibrium. The shadow has been integrated. This is Christ's descent into Hades, where he has won the keys to the gates of death. Here in this cavern, 
lay the body of the great king Osiris. Here too is the unborn, the unrealized Harpocrates. It is here that Anubis prepares the soul for ascension. Nobody escapes the gaze of Saturn's eye, not even the powers. There are two kings and the vision of them is the vision of the gates of Argonoth or the pillars of the kings from Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Uh, nobody gets off the wheel. Nobody passes through the gates without the admission of those two kings who are Jupiter and Saturn. Okay, so we see now, looking at the card, looking at the Wheel of Fortune, Fortune, which is change, we now see emerging from the center of the earth, reborn within the earth, is the soul emerging, metamorphosed as Haru Im Anpu. The soul may now ascend as Horus ascends, or Hermanubis is pictured ascending to the Sphinx who guards the golden gate of the gods at the top of the Wheel of Fortune, which is Maya. If the soul cannot answer the riddle of the Sphinx, the Sphinx will not allow it to pass through the golden gate of the gods. The Sphinx's sword will fall. The wheel will turn. The soul is received back within the waters. And yet, if the soul answers the riddle of the Sphinx correctly, the king too must putrefy in the waters. Only at the center of the triangle is there no movement no duality. This is the secret of secrets. This is the eye in the triangle. The mystic's life revolves around the devotional practice of placing themselves under the magician's aspiration. The Sphinx is the embodiment of the elements. The Magus is the one who embodies the elements in equilibrium and so is granted the power to wield the elements within the world. His will is no longer his own. Exactly. As with Gandalf the White, Gandalf doesn't quite remember the space-time-bound identity who was Gandalf the Grey, who was the personality formed 
by the passages of sun and moon. Gandalf the White has forgotten that, but has remembered something that is much more important, that is bigger than that. Gandalf is much more than Gandalf the Grey. Gandalf is in fact a Maiar, in fact was sent here to change the world, was sent here to aid the Valar. So he has a lot of things to be about. He doesn't have time for Netflix. The ego collects all the words, but does not own the power of them. The Sphinx, the eternal spirit, the Nishama, slays the personality that cannot escape from the illusory, contradictory world of duality. And so back to the abyss, the wheel turns. What I'm saying here is there's a central soul in the picture represented as the sun upon the hub of the wheel. The ten spokes of the wheel are that sun's rays. That central soul, the work of it is the refining of who you really are, which is much more than you can currently handle finding out. And I love Lon Milo Duquette's commentary on this card, which is in his book, oh crap, Understanding Aleister Crowley's Thoth Tarot. Uh, Lon Milo writes that the key to the secret of Jupiter and the key to transcending the secret of Jupiter lay in centrum in century trigono. So this is the biggest symbolic magic that you could possibly put your finger on. And I'll try to help understanding further along with my own example. Uh, my Mercury at the time of my incarnation in my natal chart is within Capricorn. My words of power are those of Cardinal Earth, root of the powers of the Earth. Near the midheaven at the station of fiery sulfur represented by the Sphinx, my Mars is in Leo in the ninth house. Now, if I take a look at the picture, which is the perspective from above the firmament, my sulfur, my mercury, is near the ascendant a fire in Sagittarius in the second house. Tropical is the bottom-up view. Sidereal is the top-down view. 
you need to be conscious of both. Where are you on the wheel and in which alchemical process? That defines your work with the table of practice. Books can help you come to understand these things in greater measure, uh, but these are best understood by just walking the path for yourself, which you are doing. Um, the mystic is called to go above and beyond what everybody else is doing. The mystic wants to consciously share in creative prowess. Uh, they are the personality who has come off the page of the story. And this is what the royal art is. The center of the triangle is everywhere, always. You are never alone. You never were alone. Do you have the courage to face that truth? Do you have the courage to face yourself? Do you have the courage to walk up to the gate of the Garden of Eden and stand face to face with the fiery, sordid guardian seraphim? Do you possess the key to his riddle. Who are you? I'm too narrow-minded and thick-skulled to see what all of this is looking me and us in the face. But the engineer of the machinery is not. The engineer knows that his job is to expand my narrow-mindedness from within this lifetime. This is important stuff. The sun is going to burn out in time. There is haste to be made. Uh, this is a really dense crowd here on this planet. And honestly, Truly, I'm glad I have my job and not his. We do, however, have the same royal objective. And uh, it's pretty much heroic save the world stuff. <laughs> Before I leave you, I uh, thought I would share with you the modernization of our symbols for the engine of the universe and for self-realization. This modern understanding of the gunas of nature, of the processes of salt, sulfur, and mercury. This began with psychologist Otto Rank and an amateur anthropologist, Lord Roglan. They were in the work discussing hero narrative patterns in terms of Freudian psychoanalysis and ritualism. And 
From that work emerged the work of Joseph Campbell, who was, of course, influenced by the analytical psychology of Freud's student, Carl Jung. Uh, Campbell used the concept of monomyth to deconstruct and compare religions. Now, what I want you to do is to pull up an image of the Trithemian table of practice. Pull up an image of salt, sulfur, mercury. Pull up an image of the hero's journey. And check all of those out. There, atop, Campbell's illustration is uh, the fool about to begin his journey, which is going to take him to the center of the earth. There, the fool will be transformed, emerging as the magus. Uh, the goddess has called him forth and empowered him. Pretty much he's a master of the universe, just like He-Man. And Skeletor. Skeletor is a master of the universe as well. Anyway, it's a humble office, uh, owning no greater prestige than the office of the fool. But within the master, there is the kingdom of God. There is the lost city of gold. Within the magus resides the conscious awareness of the center of the triangle. Big magic stuff. Until next time, this is Aaron David, and you have been listening to Charm the Water. Thy rays encompass the lands to the limit of all that thou hast made. As thou art wrong, thou reachest to the end of them. Thou subduest them for thy beloved son. Though thou art far away, Thy rays are on earth. Though thou art in their faces, no one knows thy going. <laughs>